0: The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, The Rock Place, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, it is Wednesday in Columbia, Tennessee. And this is your source for local sports and coverage of all high school, college, random pro teams that we just happen to like. <laughs> we have a great show lined up for you today, including... Spring Hill head coach Ben Martin will join us on the show uh, in about 15 minutes or so. And we'll also talk about the Titans as they decided to shake up the their, their defense. So really excited about that. That'll be in the second hour. And those special teams. and Well, just about everything. Yeah. They, they are going, um, they're, they're taking the dumpster fire to just go ahead and burn it all down.
1: So, are they pouring out the trash can juice? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> They're doing something. We hope. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of great stuff to talk about. And We're also
2: going to talk a little Big Ten football. In the second hour, we've got Nubias Wilborn from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette going to join us. And, um, you know, they've gotten started back up, and we've seen some interesting occurrences up there.
0: Yeah, I'll be curious to get his take on that Indiana Two point conversion. I'm interested to get his. T-
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to get his take on being a first year beat writer in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, good t- luck. Talked to him earlier. He said he has not talked to James Franklin face to face. He covers Penn State, has not talked to him face to face for obvious reasons. So, uh, I know covering a college beat isn't easy under optimal circumstances but when you're limited to virtual interactions it's got to be really tough but we'll um we'll be talking with him in the second hour
0: it's going to be a lot of fun like i said great show today first thing you know really this week is is very important for high school sports as playoffs get started and once you get into playoff football it's, it's a new season brand new day Everybody's zero and zero. <laughs> All right, Coach. Now, what does that mean? Eh, for the most part, as I've said, you know there aren't a lot of upsets in high school football. If you're supposed to win, you typically do. Uh, that being said, it's 2020. <laughs> we don't know who's going to play, much less who's going to win. This is going to be
2: a playoff series clearly unlike any we've ever seen. I mean, you've already got teams that have um, advanced into the second round either because they were not going to have an opponent to start with because no one from the opposite region participated, or they have learned that their planned opponent is in quarantine as a result of the pandemic, and so... You've you've got a number of teams that are already getting ready for next week, literally.
0: That's what's most interesting about this, is that if you're on the west side of the bracket, and you're in the far west side of the bracket, that Region 7, essentially. Mm -hmm. Region 7, across the board.
2: Up from, from Class 1A to 6A, basically, yeah.
0: Not all of them are getting buys. But a lot. But a lot of them are, and the teams that aren't getting buys are playing teams that wouldn't necessarily be in the playoffs for most of the time. Yeah. So, I mean, this is is a – this kind of year is the perfect time for my thoughts of why are we not crossing – districts earlier in the playoffs it doesn't make a whole lot of sense I understand you know I don't know when the TWSLA changed to four and went to this particular style of bracket but this is actually done very similarly I guess to every other sport where they have districts and sectionals and regionals districts regionals and sectionals yeah that's that's what you're seeing here is that even though you you know they're two of the the two best teams in the west side of the bracket may be in the same region, region.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and that's a the,
2: and they're gonna meet in the the second, second or round. third round mm-hmm.
0: and and what has
2: happened is you know at one point about ten years or so ago when we were going through skyrocketing gas prices and that kind of thing, and travel, trying to limit travel and that kind of thing, was a big, big concern, and this is kind of a remnant of that. And, you know, really, it's been to the detriment of the playoffs because... That's right. Yeah, I mean, you take an Oakland and a Riverdale, for instance, they're going to meet, theoretically... In In probably the the quarters. In the quarterfinals. But but you look, like you said, over on the west side, all of those seven, uh, Region 7 teams are going to meet each other in the second round. And I think there should be some kind of... And there will be two Region 7 teams
0: in the quarterfinals.
2: Yeah, and, and there should be some kind of way to avoid someone from your other region a little deeper into the postseason, maybe.
0: So, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I don't disagree with it. I just wish there was some way to. But you're right. That, that's that's how it happened. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, Alabama did the same thing when I was down there covering high school sport in in that 2007 2010 mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. That's when they made the switch to, you know, you're going to play local, closer to home, know, locally, local regions a little bit. Earlier in the playoffs, and and I guess that's okay because you got to you got to beat those teams at some point anyway. But it also, I, I guess, I don't think that you get a full picture of what teams deserve to be in the quarterfinals sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because again, like you said, you know, Ravenwood Independence and Brentwood. If done differently, we'd probably all be in the quarterfinals, right? This way, only two of them have the potential to be there there. because two of them are going to have to play each other. Yeah, so it's just that's a struggle for me. But you know, and this is the type of season where you know you could see, or you you maybe should get some folks to say, "Hey, that's really not fair," (laughs) (laughs) and and it's not. So. I mean, it is what it is. And, but. you know, there was a – the playoff system
2: start to run together for me after a while, but there was a system at one time where X number of teams qualified for the bracket and then X number were at large's and, and there was some type of a selection process. Uh, I wonder if there's not some kind of way to do like a hybrid where the top two qualify and then three and four are – you know, placed rather than just going into the bracket or, or something, you know, like you said, just to kind of spread things out a little bit. I don't uh, know. It would be but nice. I really like your top three advancing instead of that's the top the, four. That, that's the best way because, to do it. Because, again, that incentivizes that region champion.
0: It's it's the best way to do it, period. <sighs> yeah, I, but I, I'm really excited because playoff football is is so much fun. We have several local teams who will be participating, folks in the listening area. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Four from the SM-TN Sports Coverage
0: area. Right. And, I mean, I definitely want to talk about all of these games. But as you go through these brackets, you know, this is what's wild to me. Mm-hmm. sell Creek is a three-seed a team that Zion Christian went over and, I mean, they didn't whip them, but... They they took their mighty
2: 17 or however many it was at the time and, and took care of business over there. In the middle
0: of nowhere, after a three and a half hour drive, you know, that's the kind of thing where you go, my goodness, what is... You know, some of these regions are just tough. It's like, man, how can that team make the playoffs and then poor Region 5-1A has to leave a couple of good football teams at home? You know what? We've talked a lot about Zion
2: Christian football. We have. They're not in the playoffs, but we're going to talk about them some more because as I look at their schedule, and they were the only team in the county, I think, to play – their schedule from
0: the only start team to finish. In, the only team in our in, in our coverage area to play start to finish as scheduled. Mm-hmm. They played one, two, three, four,
2: five, six playoff teams.
0: Now, how many of those did they beat? At least one. Nine. Yeah, they beat one, but
2: still. But that's but Still. Still. I mean, you know, they play Cornersville to within a field goal before a late safety. Oh you man, know, um, that one hurts. Collinwood, Collinwood had had to. It came down to a breakup in the end zone on yep. the final play of the game. You know, they beat Sale Creek. They were tied at Fayetteville at the half. Now Grace Christian in the in the season opener. That was the two day affair that. They got away from him in
0: the second half. I'll on be honest Saturday. with you. After that game, I thought, "Oh, this is going to be a long year yeah, for Zion." Yeah, and it turned out it, it was a really good year for those kids.
2: Yeah. So, um, those guys went four and six and played six playoff teams. By comparison, yeah, we'll just go through this real quick. Summit one, two, three, four. <laughs> Summit barely played anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good point, um, that's an excellent point, but you know you look at Zion they were four and six they they had some opportunities to get to that five win mark and would have really liked to have done so obviously, just couldn't quite get there, but when you look at the number of close games, they played against clearly quality opposition you you gotta you gotta really like what they did, and they they played an independent schedule, so
0: they did not qualify for the playoffs, but um, you know, by comparison, let's mm-hmm. let's compare Columbia Central because this might shock many of you. They have six wins; four of them were against playoff teams. <laughs> Spring Hill, Spring Hill, Lincoln County, Nolansville, and Stratford. That's, that's that's a pretty good resume. That's not bad. That's not and, bad. And and then you sit here as and and we're sitting here going, you know, Central just hasn't they've played struggled. well. They've yeah. struggled and here we are. It's wild. Anyway, we've got plenty of playoffs to talk about. We're I'm just I'm super pumped. Playoffs are around the corner and I am ready. Playoffs. Playoffs. You're talking about <laughs> playoffs, but yeah. We're going to talk about that and more. We will talk about a playoff matchup on Coach's Corner. Just on the other side of this break, as we talk to Spring Hill head coach, Ben Martin. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership, and outside of the military, Our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you
2: finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at ByDesignCabinetry.com or call 615
3: 241
0: 1195. Welcome back again to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. 25 minutes past the hour, 9 o'clock here in Columbia, Tennessee.
3: Uh, it's
0: supposed to be a high of like 70 today. Really, Really nice day by mid-afternoon. It's beautiful outside of the Front Porch Radio Studios here on West 7th in Columbia. Talking playoff high school football. And we will continue to do that. As one local team was supposed to play a playoff game last week, essentially. Didn't get to play. Looked like they weren't going to get to play their first round playoff game. And they were going to have three weeks off before getting to the second round. Now, on Friday evening... I think DeKalb County tweeted it out around three o'clock, three thirty that afternoon. Um, Coach Martin texted me just before I went on air uh, with Columbia Central on Friday night, and or uh, no, just before I came on air with you because we broke it on or we we talked about it on your show, JP. Uh, that that game would be played in Smithville at DeKalb County. So to talk about that and the roller coaster of emotion and and preparation is spring hill head coach ben martin coach welcome in
4: hey thanks guys thanks for having me this morning hey thank you for joining us
2: ben hey um congratulations first of all um heading into the first postseason matchup of your um three-year head coaching career and right right thank um, you very much got gotta gotta be pretty fired up up in northern murray county for this one i would think
4: right we're we're excited um you know, um we, we you know, that's what, what we uh set out to do is, is uh try to make it to the playoffs and uh you know, twenty twenty has been a challenging year to say the least. And so um it's kinda like I tell our kids it doesn't really matter how we got there, we're, we're there now. So, you know, let's uh, make the most of
2: it. What have you been able to figure out regarding this six and three to Cab County team right now?
4: Um, well, you know, obviously they won their region. Um, you know, they're, they're the, the region three champion and, um, got a, got a pretty good quarterback. Um, like to throw the ball a lot, uh, good receiver, uh, you know, pretty big. They got, they got some size up front. Um, you know, very, very well coached team. Uh, they like to air it out. So we've, we've got our work cut out for us, but you know, hopefully we've, uh, we've got a game plan that, uh, hopefully will uh, make us competitive and, and, uh, give us the best chance to win.
2: You know, you say they like to throw at it, but, um, how do you feel about your secondary play over the course of this season?
4: Well, about like this season, kind of up and down, <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes we, you know, we look great and then we have lapses of, uh, uh, of, of you know one of those what were you thinking moments but um you know that's that's kind of with everybody i you know i feel like we have jailed a little bit it, it's been different parts and pieces and 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 you know we still have have different parts and pieces but the main core the the main four guys i'm going to rely on uh I, I think have have come together and gelled and and uh, you know we're communicating better and i think we're kind of understanding the concepts of what we're trying to do with different coverages now so. Um, you know i guess the, the long way around to answer your question i'm, I'm feeling pretty good about uh, about what we've got now and where where we from where we started from to where we are now i, I feel pretty good about it.
0: when we talked earlier this season coach or before the season actually uh you talked about this secondary and how you had a couple of guys that you felt really good about uh dante right. prowell and um uh, uh the linebacker Oh, Sebastian McCartney. Sebastian, Sebastian McCartney. McCartney. We talked about yeah. him. You know, this is a, a team that has certainly gotten better as the year progressed. You know, is that a – I guess, is that something that kind of happened over the course of the season because you lost your defensive coordinator so or, or so late in the game that right. it might have taken a little bit of time for them to get ready?
4: I think so. Um and, and I think part of that is, is you know, um, even though we, we pretty much kept the same principles, I took over the, the defense coordinator duties when when uh, Coach Busby left, and um, we, we kind of kept the same principles, but, but you know, we're, we're two different coaches, and there's some different things I wanted to get to, and, and I think that was just a learning curve. Um, and I think we've, uh, we've, we've kind of adapted. I've learned – I've learned from them and and they've learned from me kind of what we can do and, 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 you know, maybe what we can't do, what we shouldn't do rather. (laughs) And uh, I think, um, I I think that's, that's all part of it. You know, them, them kind of feeling me out as to how I like to call a game and and kind of what I'm trying to accomplish scheme wise and things like that. And then uh, me also learning from them, you know, uh, how to, how to play to their strengths.
0: Understanding that is a, Big deal, because as Mo and I have talked, the NFL power rankings come out on Tuesday because they come out on Tuesday. And that's just – the the point is that, <laughs> that you know, sometimes you have to play to your kids' strengths because just because it's what you do doesn't mean it's what they can do.
4: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, well,
0: sometimes, you know,
4: and, and, and Coach Brown, Matt Brown, our offense coordinator, and I have lots of conversations about this. Um, you know, sometimes we we overcomplicate things. Uh, you know, sometimes as coaches, I think we we feel like we have to prove how smart we are, and, you know, just you know, just, beca- just because we can run something doesn't mean that we should. You know, yeah, that's right. And uh, and, and just and, because and you can
2: teach something doesn't mean you can run it either. I mean,
4: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's that's exactly right. So you know, there are things where sometimes I think it just becomes a competition of, of we have to. We feel like we have to prove how smart we are, and you know uh, how much knowledge we have up there, and it it doesn't do any good because uh, none of us coaches can get out there and execute. It.
2: One of the Braves, <laughs> one of the Braves broadcasters, so famously called it WMM, Watch Me Manage. <laughs> um, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, ben, the fact that you guys, when you go to DeKalb County on Friday night, it will be your first time on the field in three weeks. How big a concern right. is that for you? Having missed the. Um, the BGA game for weather considerations and the Lawrence County game for pandemic considerations to close the regular season.
4: Right. That's, that's a huge concern. Um, you know, there's a couple of schools of thought, you know, you can say, Oh, well, well, we had time to, we had time to rest and, and heal up, which is true. Um, but it's, it's really hard to simulate. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I feel like, Maybe our best performance all year was a, a two overtime loss to Marshall County, um, and and you want to keep that momentum going, and uh, and we hadn't had a chance. I, I felt like that was kind of a turning point for our team as far as hey we realized that you know we can uh, we can compete with a lot of people, um, and and so you know you, you want that chance the next week to to try to keep that momentum in your favor. And then uh, two weeks in a row without playing, uh, it's it's a concern. So, uh, on one hand, you know it was probably good to get some of our guys some some rest and some time to heal. But on the other hand, you know it's hard to simulate a game. You know, and I mean you can practice as much as you want to. And it's just really hard to uh, to simulate that game type atmosphere. So, it's going to be a concern. Um, you know. <laughs> At first, we thought we were going to be out for four weeks. You know, Everybody was <laughs> right. kind of talking about that, and you know, it was funny. I had uh, Coach Brown and I were, were getting ready to go over to the. We we're going to go watch Nolansville, Marshall County, and um, had a bunch of players, you know, start texting me and said, "Hey, you know, there's a lot going around on Twitter that the Cow may be able to play." So I looked up Coach Trap's number and gave him a call, and sure enough, he he's like, uh, "Hey, yeah, we're." we just got the approval to play and so we're going to host you and and uh we had to shift gears really fast you know I, I you go from how do i manage focus and how do i keep these guys focused for for three weeks to oh man we've got to you know put in a game plan this sunday and and, uh, and kind of shift gears and, and get ready to play friday
2: well when was he going to call you if you hadn't called Where him? I am.
4: Yeah, he. when I called him, uh, he said that he had just found out probably 30 minutes before, and they were trying to figure out the logistics, and, and um, you know, it, it's really funny because we had just had a conversation that Thursday. Uh, of course, I was getting a lot of texts, you know, congratulations, you know, making it to just the, the final <laughs> round of 16 and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and I just looked at, at the guys in the office, and I said, listen – I haven't heard anything from DeKalb, you know, and (laughs) I said, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist if you Mm. will, but, you know, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. And and sure enough, you know, this, this is what happens. So. um, And that's that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, Oh no, absolutely. And, and here's the thing. I also, I need to say this also, I I felt terrible for, for Lawrence County. Uh, You know, David Marston is, is not only a good coach, he's a good friend of mine. And, and, you know, he had to call me and say, listen, we, we're not going to be able to play this thing and um you know i probably understood that better than most because you know we had a situation where we couldn't play for two weeks and and we didn't have a single case on our team um and and it's 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 frustrating you want to do what's right uh you want to do what's safe uh but at the same time you know you 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 really hate it for those kids because hey listen lawrence county was i mean that was a a win or go home situation for both of us Mm -hmm. and and we kind of wanted to prove that on the field we just didn't get the chance to do it but um you know i i hate that and it's just kind of the way this year's been been
0: yeah when you and i talked we you you'd said that you know getting to the playoffs is great but this it wasn't exactly the way you wanted to do it right right
4: um and well and, and we had that conversation with our kids and you know surprisingly enough our kids were the same way they they wanted to feel like the you know because they have to listen to all kinds of stuff. Right. And I mean, they, they read all these message boards and, and, and things like that, which I try to encourage them not to, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, they read all the stuff and um, you know, that they, they wanted to feel like they earned their way in. And, and we had that talk, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter how we got here, but we're here. So, you know, let's, let's make the most of it. And,
2: um, and once you couldn't prove once you couldn't play your way in, the next best thing is to go out on Friday night and prove that you deserve to be there. Is that right?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the approach we're taking. we know it's a tall task. We're going to play their, their region champ. And, um, you know, I, I think they've got a, a guy, their, their quarterback, um, Aldino, I think is his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're hyping him for a uh, uh, Mr. Football candidate and, you know, I'm, his numbers are certainly worthy and, and, um, you know, is- it's, it's, going to be a tall task.
0: This is a quarterfinal playoff team from last year. This is a team that yes. went to the quarterfinals. This is not a slouch. Now Correct. That correct. being said, the last time that Spring Hill was in the playoffs, they were a 4 seed and they went and they did win. to win to Region three's region champion and won. So, but then correct. again, they had Dante Smith. Right. Right. <laughs> Dante Smith <laughs> that, that,
4: that is that, that is correct. Yeah. And it actually, you know, I was on the sidelines for for that game and uh, and so we was had the we had some some cats, man. Uh, Javari Braden had a pretty good game mm-hmm. too. If I remember correctly.
2: <laughs> um, it's a lot easier to coach with a Dante Smith as part of your offense, isn't it?
3: Right. Absolutely. Even uh, a hurt you know,
2: Dante Smith, because he, was he nursed an ankle hurt. injury the second half of that season. Yeah. But yes. He's um, when when you talk about cats, he he was he was kind of the king of the cats that year. He was a special he was, kid. He was he
4: was a very special kid and a great young man. Uh you know, he was he was a joy to be around but you know, hey, we we've, we've got some we've got some guys too. That's uh, what I was
0: about to say is that, you know, Dante may not be walking through that door but this offense has gotten much better as the year has gotten has gone on.
4: Right. And and I think it's you know, it's a brand new offense. And I think our our offense was and I think coach Matt Brown's done an excellent job. Uh, with the offense, and 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 trying to, you know, kind of like what we're talking about with the defense, you know, figuring out what what we can do and what fits us best, and and, and, and you know, it took a little while. We didn't have a spring, we didn't have any seven on sevens, and and I think you know, we took uh, the first two or three weeks of of the season to try to figure out what we would have normally figured out in spring and and maybe early scrimmages and things like that. But um, I think they've they've the, the players themselves have, have kind of figured it out. Uh, they figure out you know what we're trying to achieve and and um you know we've kind of been moving some people around and 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 i think uh i think it's going to be exciting to watch friday night i think we've got a a pretty good game plan in and and hopefully we can go out and execute and and uh, and 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 have a good game
0: well we will be well i won't be there mo will be in smithville (laughs) i will be in smithville and uh I, I'm good. I'm I'm glad that that we we'll, that we'll have a chance to uh, to cover that fully on sm sports.com. This is Spring Hill head coach Ben Martin. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time this morning to uh, to to join us.
4: Absolutely, thank you guys for having me, and we appreciate all you do.
0: Absolutely. Now, Coach's Corner is brought to you each and every week by From the Heart, a beautiful little cafe. The, reads and Eats the Reads and eats which if you don't know what that means it means they have a little bookstore inside their cafe so you can buy a book and some banana pudding and trust me the banana pudding is worth it you can buy a book and and have a have a great burger
2: as well i mean they've got a um they've got a fantastic menu over there and it's kind of um kind of
0: tucked away over in chapel hill not college grove and um, <laughs> 4384 Nashville Highway there we go to be specific if you Basically, if you're coming from Columbia, when you hit the, the crossroad there in Chapel Hill, turn right, not left. And uh, <laughs> that wasn't a shot. I'm just telling you how to get get there. Turn right is that and it's on your right. That yeah, is it from is from experience. experience. Yeah, uh, Turn yeah. right and it's right. I mean, you're right there on it. You, once, you, you once you turn, you're, you're right there on it. And they've got delicious burgers and banana pudding and everything else that you can think of that's from the heart, reads and eats. 4384 nashville highway they open 10 to 6 today and on saturday they will have their chili cook-off uh, i believe that starts at one o'clock and for five dollars you can taste all the chili you want you can also buy other concessions there they're going to have some hamburgers hot dogs etc uh, for sale but the five dollars for the the chili tasting ticket will go to the micah McClendon family and to micah's recovery yeah
2: so um run through there and tell Renee that the guys from Southern
0: Middle Tennessee Sports today sent you. Please do. When we come back, we're going to talk TWSWA playoffs. Continue that and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net.
2: If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal.
0: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, and joined as always by Mo Patton and JP Plan on the controls. 15 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour here. WKOM 101-7 FM. If you would like to get in on the show, give us your thoughts on high school playoffs, we'll talk Titans in the next hour, Big Ten football, whatever. 931-381-1017. That's 931-381-1017. Shoot us a text. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what you expect from the TWSWA playoffs this season. As we look around the playoffs and look around other areas that are maybe outside of what we cover typically, you know, when you look at the top half of these brackets, the eastern side, you go back and you you think, okay, in, in class 1A, you kind of have the, the, uh, the old guard kind of stuff. South Pittsburgh, pretty much the, the class of the eastern side. Um, last year, it was not South Pittsburgh who played in the state championship. It was was it Greenback, I believe. I believe it was was Greenback I in Lake it County. Was, yeah, yeah, I believe you're right. Greenback, the three seed out of their region this year, so. Not sure if that's a COVID issue or not, but got to expect South Pittsburgh to be back in the mix, certainly.
2: Oh, without question. They've been number one in the state in Class 1A most all of the season, if not all of the season. And that's definitely a, a program that is used to being in that position. And I think um this Pirates team is as highly regarded as any they've had come through there. So um, And I think their coach is retiring at the end of the year. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah yeah (laughs) that's
0: uh, class 1a is not the place you want to be if you're if that's the case yeah hey interesting i um i
2: saw a piece on um on twitter earlier this morning as i was getting ready to head this way chris brooks at 615preps.com always Mm -hmm. does a great job he was on with us earlier this year and um i imagine we will be reaching out to him at some point during this postseason as well so chris if you're listening keep your phone on but um He's got an article in his um his weekly opening drive um headline is sweeps week. Uh last year, two regions swept the opening rounds of the playoffs, region two three A and region five um yeah, and region five three A, which five three A is at um Pearl Cone Giles County Bunch. But um, you know, we've knocked it around a little bit over around here. Um we have considered 6 6 a to be a candidate for for sweeping 5 6 a 6 6 a being you know Brentwood Ravenwood independence Franklin you have you've all but called for it you you've said that Franklin's going to beat Smyrna
0: I just I'm not necessarily saying it's going to happen I just think that that it's as big of a it's as good of a possibility as any other 4 1 seed
3: Mm -hmm.
2: um And as we just mentioned in the last segment with with Ben Martin from Spring Hill, three years ago, Region 4-4-A swept Region 3-4-A with um, number four seed Nolensville winning at Livingston Academy. Spring Hill was actually the three seed seed that year. year, And I didn't realize that, but they were the three seed. They went to Macon County and won, and then Marshall County and – I'm sorry, Nolansville won at Livingston.
0: Yeah, and they play Livingston this year. Yeah, Nolansville
2: won at Livingston. Nolansville was the four. Spring Hill won at Macon County as the three, and then Maplewood and Marshall County won home games as the one and two. Last year, three of the four uh, teams out of four, 4A four won. And yeah, I, I think if DeKalb County wins – Friday night, I'm thinking they're going to be the only 3-4-A team to
0: win because your other three games are – Yeah, Marshall li- County going to Macon County. Mm-hmm. Macon County just that, – that that's rough for them. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be bad either way.
2: And then um you've got a 6-4 Livingston Academy going to Nolansville and 4-6 and Stone Memorial and it, going it to – It didn't matter who was going to Tullahoma. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you could – I think you could
0: conceivably
2: see a sweep here.
0: And definitely, th- three of the four. Uh, I certainly think Spring Hill is a is a, a candidate to beat DeKalb County because their strength matches up with mm-hmm. DeKalb's that's strength. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Spring Hill secondary
2: won't be out of place playing against a team that's going to put it in the air 25 times at least, like like DeKalb County is liable to. As Ben was saying, they've got a quarterback who likes to throw it around, and they um. They have traditionally, under Steve Trapp, I, I actually got to go up there, it's been a while back now, to see DeKalb County and Livingston Academy play for their um, district region championship. And and they have been a, you know, run and shoot, chuck and duck, whatever you want to call it, type of offense under under Coach Trapp for a pretty good while. And he's typically had some pretty good quarterbacks up there. And apparently this um, Axel Andino Falls right in line with that bunch, but um kids solid yeah but i I am looking forward to seeing what spring Hill in the position that they are in you know again coming off of the two off weeks but but having built some momentum with those wins over um that went over maplewood and and that close call against marshall county and you know playing with a little confidence what that's going to look like on Friday night.
0: Yeah, you know what I am. I also think that, call me crazy after last week's performance, but I think Cornersville could also be a s- potential upset at Huntingdon. I don't. I mean, obviously Huntingdon the favorite there, mm-hmm. but that Region Five, the top three are definitely going to win. I, uh, Huntland's going to go to Collinwood and probably mm-hmm. get that win. Moore County definitely. Um, the favorite against Wayne County. And certainly Fayetteville at home against Hollow Rock Brewston. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I, I mean, Cornersville was probably more focused last week on that game plan. For Either Huntington. they
2: were more focused on Huntington or they were just unfocused on Zion. And that's not to take anything away from Zion, again. But, you know, you're talking about a team that's not far from, removed from back-to-back state championship game appearances. Right. And – you know, I don't know if they were maybe resting some folks. I don't know if they had some folks buying. up. I don't up.
0: think that was the case. I, I think the game plan was not, was to do what they do, not worry about necessarily stopping what Zion does. And at halftime, they made some adjustments and were able to do that. Mm-hmm. But it was, this is a let's do what we do, get right game. And get ready. For them, while the coaches were probably putting in game planning, for Huntington because, let's be honest, Huntington probably takes two weeks of planning yeah. if, you're, uh, if you're a team playing them in the playoffs. And
2: there are some teams that actually take get-right games. More seriously. And, and get right. <laughs> As opposed to one we saw this past
0: weekend. Yeah? Yeah. God. Keep talking about that one. It's just going to keep breaking my heart. Uh, we're going to talk about it some more. I mean, DeKalb County... Is, is the one that I think I think you're right I think Axel Aldino is the guy um but again I think we have several areas that could go could get those three wins I don't I don't see any reason why you know you won't see several I, I, definitely 6-6-A six, six 5-5-A five, five I don't know um we'll see 5-5-A five, five is definitely up in the air that's as up in the air as it gets I think um Fairview, Harpeth against Giles County. I don't think Stratford's going to be beating Stewart County, but so Stewart County, Harpeth over at Giles. Now that's at the Brickyard. That
2: is at the Brickyard. So that's they're tough pretty pl- tough to beat at the Brickyard. Tough
0: place to play. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how good Harpeth is, um, but I, I expect that's probably a one-two-one-two uh, matchup there. It's probably mm-hmm. what we'll see in the second round. And that Pearl-Con-Fairview game will be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, just just going through the, the 5A bracket, this is a year, by the way, that uh, Summit would have to travel in the uh, – In the quarters. In the quarters. or Well, depending on who they play. If they play a region team in the quarters, they would be at home. But in the semifinals, they will have to travel whoever comes out of that top side of the bracket, whether it be Gallatin, Beach, Summit, whomever, um, if they do end up playing a beach in the quarterfinals, whether it be Summit or Columbia, they would have to go to to Beach um, or even Hillsboro. I think Hillsboro has a chance to win. That's outside. I mean, Summit's probably going to win that one, but I expect that uh, Gallatin, Hillsboro – and Beach are the favorites in in that region five, region six in five A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we said that last year, and darn near had a sweep from darn- five A. Hmm. So who knows? I mean, again, it's twenty twenty. It's it, it's a it's a wild year. But I do think it's interesting. Um. You know, uh, this is a. A unique year throughout the playoffs because you've got Smyrna as the one seed and Six A Cambridge as the four seed. Who to thunk it? You know, Region Seven's already playing for a semifinal berth. Somebody from Region Seven's going to go. That sort of thing. It's just you know, it. It's hard to to get excited about <laughs> about this 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 bottom half of the bracket because yeah. of that. But you also know that it's anybody's game.
2: Well, and the thing about it is, even as hard as it is to get excited about the bottom half of that 6A bracket because so many of those games are already set and that kind of thing, once we decided to play high school football in Tennessee in the midst of a pandemic, then you had to know that some of this was going to be what you were going to get. So, would we rather have football under these conditions or not
0: have football? And that's what we talked about before the year. It's much better to have football. Um, And I think the kids in Shelby County would agree, as (laughs) many of them decided to play.
2: So Many of them decided they were going to play football anyway. No matter
0: what. (laughs) So, there's that. Um, Looking at the – right before the top of the hour here – Looking at the twslsports. dot they have a printable program for for these mm. these playoffs. Mm. As you look at the Columbia Gallatin, um, well, I will call them rosters because that's what they're supposed to be. Not a number to be found on either of these teams. Oh,
2: so what you're saying is they're not rosters; they're, they're lists. lists.
0: Yes, uh, yeah, very um, annoying. To say the least, mm. but what is hilarious is when you look at these schedules. I'm going to read you off what set what it says Gallatin's schedule was: at Lebanon, at Station Camp, at Green Hill, Hillsboro, Mount Juliet, Collierville, Hillwood, Wilson Central, Hunters Lane, Henry County, Hendersonville, Beach, Glencliff, Columbia. That's like 15 games, but it's because four of them were COVID wins, and they, and they played somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. <wild. laughs>
2: I, I was listening. I'm going, Is wait it? a
0: minute. That's, That's more than 10. way farther than 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, crazy year. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk Titans. Uh, we'll talk about a gold glove winner and uh, get to that and more. talked to somebody last night about gold glove winners, and I'm like, why are you covering boxing? <laughs> then I'm like, oh, never mind. Wait, I know My what you bad. mean now. Yeah. And... Um, We'll also have Demias Wilborn in the second hour uh, from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back. W. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, The Rock Place, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Four minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock, and we are live here from 1017 WKOM Studios in Columbia, West 7.
1: Live and fired it's, up is what it is. What it, <laughs> We are. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I had, so, to, I had to bump some, in on that one. Some
0: of us more than others, but yeah. I, I'm frustrated and.
2: And we're gonna leave it we there. We all
0: know why everyone is frustrated this morning. Uh and it's it's and
2: we're gonna leave it there. And it's
0: not just the frustration <laughs> about politics. It's the frustration about the fact that the Tennessee Titans <laughs> lost to a team that was one five and one and have zero sacks against a completely makeshift offensive line while paying two players twenty <laughs> plus million dollars for one year to do nothing but Rush the pass. Well, one
2: of those two won't be getting paid much longer.
0: Absolutely brutal. Vic Beasley is gone. Is he? The Titans have informed outside linebacker Vic Beasley that he will be released on Wednesday.
3: We don't know that what was, time.
0: We don't know what time. <laughs> I've never heard of that because— By the way, uh, tomorrow you're getting fired. What the, huh? Huh? <laughs> i'm sorry what? Okay, okay let me rephrase i've never heard of that in the nfl <laughs> i have heard of it elsewhere that's true hey by the way uh you're not fired till next friday
2: uh, well specifically you're not fired till september 20th on there. september 4th Oh, that that was the way it went for
0: the first time around yeah Oh, by the way, you're fired, but we're going to need you to work two more weeks if you don't mind. Yeah, we're going to need you to cover two more weeks of high school football.
2: <laughs> because we're firing you in the middle of high school football season. Oh, man. Not that I'm bitter
0: or anything. Well, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, anyway. this is a, So, Jonathan Joseph, <laughs> long snapper Bo Brinkley, two weeks in a row where brinkley's had bad snaps in yeah, it where he bounced one back yeah and, and, this time he got brent kern hurt and it got brett kern hurt which is not good
2: no i think that's probably why he got released right yeah there. hey uh you literally
0: got our best player hurt. our best player
2: <laughs> our centaur pro and you got him hurt no you gotta go Bo. Yeah.
0: sorry <laughs> you gotta go Bo. Yeah, so uh, they also notified outside linebacker Vic Beasley he will be released on Wednesday. I still don't know how that happens, but here we are. Um, but grab that, you some
2: boxes, Vic.
0: That being said, they they added long snapper Matt Overton on the practice, to the practice squad on October twelfth. Um, he has a hundred games in NFL experience with the Colts and Jags, so I guess oh, we've seen him play a bunch. We know he's decent, so. Uh, long as you don't
2: one hop one back to the holder we're in good shape i guess well i mean
0: brinkley's a long time yeah nfl player well he's so. been here since 2012 i think yeah so i mean this is uh, uh, just because you've been doing it for a long time doesn't mean you can still do it i guess well this was no snap
2: judgment i wouldn't think but
0: well done <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how to respond to that. um <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, where do you go from here if you're the Titans? Where do you go from Vic (laughs) If if you ask
2: Bill Belichick, he would say, to Chicago. (laughs) And they they play the Bears Sunday.
0: You're right. That's exactly what he would say. On to Chicago. Where – what is the next step for Tennessee? Here's the thing. How do they get to – how do they get to – a replacing of Vic Beasley.
2: Hopefully there's somebody on the practice squad that can get some heat on a quarterback. Is there? I don't know.
0: Will Compton? <laughs> For the boys. Hey, look, it can't be any worse. Yeah. And mean, at least he'd be fun to
2: watch. I and mean, that was the talk all through the off season. Is we've got to make quarterbacks uncomfortable. We've got to get them off their spot, and they never got Joe Burrow off his spot behind a makeshift offensive
0: offensive line. Well, and and they did on that third and nine play, and he stepped and, up. Stepped yeah, even over, when they did
2: then, on the on the rare occasion when they did, couldn't get to him, and you couldn't cover on the back, which helped explain Jonathan Joseph. Being well, we gone. knew that was going to happen.
0: We knew that was going to happen at some point.
2: Well, yeah, we knew it was going to happen at some point. We didn't necessarily know it was going to happen yesterday, even with Desmond King coming in. I thought it would be when, when they um, brought Dory back.
0: Right, but, and that is uh, that. That and is. Maybe, and thought. maybe he's going to be back Sunday. I think he's close. That could be the case. That, that could be where this is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I just – I'm so frustrated with this defense because it should be the strength of this team, despite Derrick Henry being on the other side of the ball. The defense of this team was supposed to be the pass rush. Well, I mean. And Jadavion Clowney has not earned a penny. That's the thing, though, because
2: I'm not sure that people who watch a lot of football, that watch more football than, than I do anyway, I'm not sure that Jadavian Clowney is necessarily viewed as a pass rusher.
0: He's actually a run-stop guy. But he also does a good job rushing the passer, supposedly. And he, he whiffed on one
2: big time. I mean, he had Burrow dead to rights, missed him, flushed him out. Simmons couldn't get there, and I think he completed that ball. It's... I did not expect a rookie quarterback to play the way he played against that defense, and I, especially again,
0: behind that line,
2: and and I'm not ready to call it, you know, a great job by Joe Burrow. I am ready to call it a not so good job by that defense.
0: Let's let's ask this question: mm-hmm. How much of an impact does it have that the Titans don't have a defensive coordinator? That Mike uh, Vrabel is trying well, to be that. Mike Vrabel says it doesn't make an impact at all. Well, clearly that's not the case. Yeah, exactly. But is it? Is that not the case? Because, I mean, no matter what you're scheming up against an offensive line like that, you ought to be able to play base defense and get some pressure on a quarterback with, uh, with the Jimmys and Joes you've got. Against that offensive line. With your defensive front seven against their – offensive five that they had mm-hmm. without Joe Mixon too, I don't, I mean, you ought to be able to just get pressure and, and drop seven every time. Yeah. One would think. That's what, so maybe it doesn't have an impact. I don't know. I don't know. But um, this is a frustrating football team because um, <laughs> we were sitting here two weeks ago going, man, this is the best Titans team we've seen in years. Yeah. Yeah, and now we're and you know
2: kudos to the Steelers for one thing because I they were better than I had had realized I thought that their you know six and0 record coming in here was a function of who they had played I think the Titans were clearly the best team that they had played to that point at that time and winds up being a three-point ball game when all is said and done but they dominated it Early on, I don't know what that was that the Titans did this past weekend, and I'm interested to see what happens this weekend against the Bears. I think, I think offensively they're going to bounce back. I just think that was a one-off offensively. I don't think you're going to see Ryan Tannehill make some of the throws that he made this past weekend again. Um, I think, I mean, Derrick Henry went for over 100. It's the first time he's gone for 100 plus in a loss. So I mean, offensively, even for all that they did not do, they still weren't necessarily bad. But the defense was horrendous.
0: Still had a chance to win the game. You yeah. make a stop there. You know, you have a chance to win the game. The Titans have traded for Chargers defensive back Desmond King. They get a six. Uh, they give up a six-round pick for the five ten two hundred and one former All-Pro, uh, twenty eighteen All-Pro and uh, have 213 tackles, four picks, two forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, seven and a half sacks in 53 games. Now, he's only started 23, but he wasn't all pro two years ago. So, is this a guy that we can – I think so, and and I think from, from
2: the behind-the-scenes talk, it seems like he may benefit from a change of scenery. It seems like he had kind of worn out his welcome in San Diego, which is unfortunate because – who wants to leave San Diego? Well, now he's in L.A., so.
0: <laughs> Whatever. That's now what you say. want – I mean, that makes a difference because yeah. I can leave L.A.
2: I can leave L.A. You're <laughs> right. Yeah. San Diego, not so much. My bad. Showing yeah. my age. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. Memphis State. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, anyway. I like the way this guy ducks in and ducks out.
0: Can we – can I just throw this out there? Cause I do want I do want to you you used a term mm-hmm. that I have a tiny problem with and All it's right. change of scenery. <laughs> and it's not because of necessarily the term. I just think that we we put a lot of emphasis on change of scenery when sometimes it's a change of mental I guess there's a mentality It's a change of mentality mm-hmm. because you know, when you're in a place that you don't feel welcome and you don't feel like you're part of a team, it, it wears on you and it it affects not only your mental performance, but your physical performance, which only makes you get worse. <laughs> so does it, is it a change of scenery or is it a change of I feel wanted here because they want me and I'm going to prove that I'm worth what they got gave for me. I think it's a change of environment. That's it. That's the term that we need to be using. And it's not it's not you because no. I mean, that's the, the accepted term is change of scenery, but well, change of environment is really what we're talking about. Absolutely. It's change of environment, change of culture. It you know, really makes a difference. Change of
2: surroundings. Can we can we uh, can we make that a thing, change but of I, environment? I'll tell you what which one's easier to spell? Which one fits in a headline quicker and easier? <sighs> Scenery every time. There you go. <laughs> but that's a- but but you are absolutely right. Yeah, it's not, oh, wow, I'm so tired of...
0: Looking at the beach. Yeah. yeah. Let me go look at the Batman building for a while. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, <laughs> no you're right. You're right. It, it's kind of a cliche, but it fits easier.
0: Scenery. It, it, it does. Yeah. It does. But that's just... I will say this, and you—we talked about variable. I will say this: he's uh, he's he's a put it all on me kind of guy. He's a put it on him. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't make excuses. John Robinson has gone out and given him some extra players. How how he puts them to use?
2: And I think they're still going to be scouring the waiver wire just to see if they can find anybody else that fits their environment. So I'm I I think
0: that's that's where we're at.
2: But the fact the fact that they are a work in progress at this point is a little disturbing. Because I mean there are those and we were probably among them that thought that they were as good a number two in the AFC behind Kansas City as as anybody. Uh, I don't know that that's the case at this point.
1: Just to play another cliche, devil's advocate: mm-hmm. um, a work in progress team that is five and two and tied for first place in the division.
0: <laughs> should not be tied for first place, and that's should not be five and two. That's what's frustrating.
1: You are what you are, <laughs> and they were what your <laughs> record says
4: you are. <laughs> they
0: were who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, and that's you're right. You're right. They're 5 and 2. They are a work in progress and, you know, this team could still go 13 and 3, 12 and 4, win the division, 14 and 2. Highly unlikely, but sure, they could <laughs> theoretically. I mean, I feel like after last year's playoff performance, I almost think this team plays to the level of their opponent, which is dangerous, clearly, exactly. Because even against Pittsburgh, we thought Pittsburgh was probably not very good. They mm-hmm. were six and zero, but a, a, a deceptive six and zero. I think that's what you're seeing is a team that doesn't play to their standard; they play to their opponent's standard, and that's not something that Mike Vrabel is going to be acceptable. He's not going to find that acceptable at all. Yeah, you got to go out and step on somebody's neck and and we talk about that with Alabama a lot in college football how they don't play to anybody else's standard but Alabama standard. It doesn't matter who the opponent is we're playing Alabama Alabama football We're we're playing to that standard and and if we don't play to that standard then we're not going to have a fun week of practice <laughs> And in professional football it's a little different because you're dealing with grown men who are getting paid to do this. But
3: getting, you still got a boss. getting paid quite well.
0: But you still got a boss. And you still got a – you still have to be that boss. You have to be that supervisor. You have to be the guy who says, if you don't do your job, we will fire you. And John Robinson has proven that's the case. Now, Three this, times over the last 36 hours. <laughs> will this light the fire? Will this be the spark that sets off this defense? I think Jadavian Clowney's going to be feeling it. Hmm. He's got to be feeling a little heat, right?
2: Well, you have to. I mean, especially when you see specifically Vic
0: Beasley packing up his locker today. That's right. Before we get to a break, one quick thing Max Fried is now only 15 gold gloves away from tying the <laughs> franchise record of Atlanta's 16 by pitcher Greg Maddox. <laughs> Max Friedger, National League Gold Glove winner from the pitcher position. Congrats to Max and all he did this year. I think I think that may be a uh, a con a consolation prize. Maybe so uh, for not being a finalist for the Cy Young when he absolutely probably should have been. Well, um, now, and
2: if there was somebody on the Braves that deserved a Gold Glove, I would not necessarily have thought
0: it would be him. Yeah, Dansby got robbed. But, hey, who am I? Uh, that wasn't I even who I was talking about. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. All right. When we come back, we've got uh, – Nebias Wilborn Nebias of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Going to talk a little B1G football. B1G, I like it. Yeah. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint.
2: Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal.
0: Welcome back into to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. This is your source for local high school, college, pro sports in and around Murray County. We have so many pro sports here. There is one that we like to talk about. It is the Atlanta Braves, and you can hear them next season on WKRM, our sister station, 103.7. And that's all that you really need to know. I'm excited. I I am too. It's going to be fun pumped to, uh, to be able to hear the, the Braves on the airwaves here in Columbia. We've got a guy on the other on the
2: line who knows a little bit about Atlanta Braves baseball as well. He um, is currently with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette but prior to that he was doing some work in the Atlanta area covering the Braves and um, Nubias Wilborn with the Post-Gazette now covering Penn State football is with us. Nubias, good morning.
5: Hey man, how you doing, brother man? First of all, respect to you, respect
2: to the audience, man. Good morning. Hey, um, appreciate you joining us here. Um
5: been
2: a been a hectic time for you, I would think. Just getting started with um the Big Ten now and there. Heading into week three of competition, I guess. What are you um what are you seeing in the early going up there? Man, it's
5: weird. I mean, you gotta understand uh, as you boys down south, I mean the SEC, pretty much, they were going from the gate. So, <laughs> I don't think there was ever really a question of whether the SEC ACC, and uh, the uh, Big 12 were going to play ball. But, uh you know, Big 10, they they took their time. Um, I think, to be honest, I think Kevin Warren made the right call to be cautious, to be patient. Uh, a certain gentleman uh, who sits in a certain office, this pretty high office, who may not be there, Maybe in the next couple of days, who knows? Um, Decided to get himself involved in it, and all of a sudden you get these parents. And I've never seen such outright defiance of a conference commissioner in my entire life of being a sports fan. And now what 10, 12 years of covering sports, I've never seen the athletic director and the president of the university outright defy Ruling from a conference president as such happened with Penn State. No, excuse me, not with Penn State, with Nebraska's president outright. Penn State's athletic director, uh, Sandy Barber, couldn't even acknowledge if there even was a vote. You know, all these conference presidents voted against it, but they were too cowardly to actually stand up and say what they did. Rather, they blame it on Kevin Warren, and which may or may not have been just because he was an easy black guy to make the target. But nonetheless, they're playing ball. And you know it's, it's it's weird because again, yeah, I remember all the all the big ten schools. You know it's, it's cold up here, brother. So you know they didn't get their spring ball would have started late, really right when that third week in March and everything happened. And you go from being ready to play spring balls, so not getting any spring ball, not getting any of those padded practices. Then you go all the way through, and quite honestly, you see a lot of missed tackles a lot of four special teams play because of just how the practices are set up. So it's very weird, man. A lot of weird games Penn State is the only two right now. They should have beat Indiana. They were better than Indiana. They played Ohio State for the second game of the year, and, you know, they got beat. They got beat thoroughly because Ohio State is basically a Midwestern version of Clemson or Alabama. I mean, there's basically three teams in college football right now, as you guys know, that are playing a different game from everybody. That's Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Everybody else, including the UGAs of the world, are just trying to figure it out and catch up. UGA is closer than Penn State, but Penn State, they're in that second tier of teams that are good, that have good players, but they're not ready for the real smoke yet.
2: And having said that, Nabias, as, as we you know, try to navigate this season down to the college football playoffs, you mentioned Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. Who is at number fourteen?
5: Uh, maybe Cincinnati. I mean, maybe this year. I mean, this year, why not? I mean, because all right, You're right. <laughs> Georgia probably is the fourth best team in the country, but they're not going to beat Alabama at the championship game. I mean, maybe they will, but until Kirby Smart shows that he could beat Nick Saban without you know spitting the bed, then <laughs> I'll believe it. But why not Cincinnati? I mean, hey, they're going to be undefeated most likely. They're beating everybody pretty well, and if this year an outsider team or maybe a BYU or somebody slips in, Notre maybe Dame, so with a big, yeah, Notre Dame could be another one. to pick. Notre but Dame I mean,
0: probably wins this week without Trevor Lawrence in Clemson. So that 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 really puts them into the conversation, if not. But oh,
5: absolutely, Listen, if if they beat Clemson this week, even if they go back and Clemson beats them in the SEC and an ACC title game. Then of course you absolutely the college football playoff would mm-hmm. trying to find a way to get Notre Dame in that mix. Oh, they'd um, love
2: to get Notre Dame in there. My cl- my question at that point is though, does Clemson get in? I mean, two teams in? out of the ACC. Well, but this
5: is a weird year because exactly who's coming, out of, yeah, who's coming out
3: of the Big Twelve? Yeah, who's come out of the Big Twelve? Nobody. And will the Pac Twelve play
5: enough games to take them? To the nope. think, no. What Are they going to play seven games? Six. Six. Yeah, so if they play six games, they're going to be fresher, whereas opposed to they're going to play an an SEC team like a Bama who played, what, 10 games Mm -hmm. in a conference championship? Yeah. Again, it's 2020. Who knows? It'll be weird. It'll be debated. It'll be strange. But this could very well be a year when, you know, the ACC gets, you know, Notre Dame and Clemson in and then, you get Bama in and then you get Ohio State as soon as they run the table, which they should. And you look at their schedule, I mean now maybe Indiana might be the toughest game left in their schedule. And who would have thought we'd be saying that? Because I tell you what, I, I thought it didn't even to see the person. They got some dogs, man. And Tom Allen was a good is a good football coach.
0: I was gonna ask you about that game. Uh Did you see any other angles that we didn't see? Well, I mean, he wasn't in, man. He didn't get in. But
3: you know what, though?
5: But you know what, though? It shouldn't have came down to that. Uh, Penn State is a better team than Indiana. Now, Indiana has some good players. Um, their, Their quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., is as good as any quarterback in the country. They have some solid running backs. They have really a nice little team there. But Penn State is better than them. Penn State did not play well. And when you don't play well out here you get beat no matter what it is, especially nowadays. So, yeah, no, I mean, it It wasn't an ideal game. But let's be clear, Michael Penn is did to not get in. He didn't get in. You can look at any angle you want to get to. But, again, if Penn State doesn't put himself in that situation, then you're not having that conversation.
2: We're talking with Nabias Wilborn from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And, Nabias, I'm fascinated having – um covered a couple of collegiate beats over my career. The idea of being this deep into your first year of the Penn State assignment and you have not met James Franklin face to face, what kind of challenges does that present for you in trying to cover this beat, this program?
5: Oh, man, it's very bizarre cuz I started I was covering I started your covering the Pittsburgh Pirates for the that. Um, We decided to make a transition um, basically the week of the pandemic. I did a couple games now. I think the last sporting event I covered prior to the Indiana game was a Pirates spring training game in Dunedin against the Blue Jays, or maybe it was Clearwater against the Phillies or (laughs) somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Come back and we switch over, and you end up being in a situation where – you start the beat and everything is virtual. You haven't met the coach. I haven't met any of the players. It, it's weird because you know how it is. You cover a beat. If you're around every day, you you get to at least form relationships with people. It's very hard to form relationships virtually. Like, yeah, James Furnsman knows my name, but, you know, we haven't actually shook hands. It is a very weird thing that I'm still contemplating. Like, even – Covering the games is strange because the way you have to be in the press box, you can't move. There's no media meal. There's no, you know, on-field access before or after the game. The stadium only opens two hours before the game. so no, you don't no media meal. <laughs>
3: Hold
0: on.
5: But yeah, no media meal. Well, this I mean, ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, man, you know, they had a box once. But, yeah, when I went to Indiana, there was no meal. They'd bring your own meal. So, it's like, okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, saved me a few calories, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but there is something cool about, you know, the college, particularly college, because, you know, they, they set it out, man. You know, they, they set it out that most places really take pride in providing a good meal. And, you know, that's just not a thing. And, you know, but also, too, the media meal, if you're a good reporter, it allows you to That's right. You can sit at a table to scouts and talk to guys. You can. Meet the TV announcers. You can meet, you know, other people who are there. And, you know, yeah, you don't get to congregate, which is also bizarre because you're in your seat. You can't leave your seat. You know, I had on a a mask and a face shield over it. And you basically talk to the person sitting next to you. But, like, you know, you know how it is. You, you, you guys have been with college football games and press boxes. And, you know, there's, think about it Penn State, Ohio State. Um, on Penn State beat, there's probably, I want to say 25 to 30 writers that are there every day. Um, pretty much every paper in the state of Pennsylvania covers Penn sure. State. Ohio State's the same way. Every paper from Northeast Ohio to Cleveland, all the way down to Cincinnati, Youngstown, everywhere in between. And just like that with, uh, Pennsylvania with Philly and Pittsburgh and Harrisburg. You know, if your paper still exists, it covers these schools. You (laughs) can imagine how full a press box would be when these schools were playing. It was maybe like a tenth of what it was. And it's weird, you know. And, you know, Big Ten isn't having fans. So, like, you look on the field with your binoculars and you see the blue and the white and you see the scarlet and the gray. You know it's a big game. But then you slip up and you look in the stands, you don't see the band from either school. You don't see any fans, no mascots. It sounds yeah, like man. they should just put y'all
0: in the, in the stadium. Just, just It sounds like they should just sit y'all up in the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Sit you a section apart.
5: Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too. Like, they probably could have done that, I guess. Or, like, you know, in, in Beaver Stadium, I mean, it seats 110,000. I mean, so when you look at this big cavernous place, and I think the way the Big Ten does it, each player got four tickets. So, again, we'll say, what, 100, 110 players on the team? That's barely 500 people in the stands on each side. That's. In the stadium, that seats that's each 110,000.
2: It's a heck of an atmosphere, huh?
0: Sounds like UAB. Yeah, man, it's
5: very different. Again, they can't even have the band in there. So, you know, they tried to do this thing where they had like the band do. The band like pre-recorded its pre-game show and pre-recorded its halftime show It's just
2: like the same, man. It's just like the same. But as we were talking in an earlier segment, in in a pandemic, if you're gonna have football, uh, I guess this is what it what it is. It is what it is, and um, it's it's definitely different though.
5: Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's bizarre at best, but again, this is the world we live in. And, you know, going back to something I, I wrote earlier, you know, this is why elections and things have consequences. Cause these are the things that we're dealing with, not only now, but going forward because you look at a community like State College, I mean, the businesses there, they thrive on eight weekends a year.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: The home games and graduations. Bringing fall graduation, mm-hmm. that is where these re- hotels and restaurants and bars and bookstores and coffee shops and grocery stores. This is where they make their money. Yeah, that yeah. money is gone now. Yeah. and what that impact would be? Who knows, man. Hey, I,
2: I saw an article over the weekend. Nubias after after Michigan lost to Michigan State to drop to one and one. Michigan State team that had lost the week before to Rutgers. Um, What, from your view, what is Jim Harbaugh's situation?
5: I mean, it can't be good. I mean, you know, anytime he – you know, they look pretty good against Minnesota, but then what does that mean? Because Minnesota got beat by Maryland, who is a 24 point dog to a Penn State team that hasn't won a game yet. So, I mean, it's it's 2020, man. I don't know. I mean, I personally like Jim. I, I don't know what it'd be like to cover him, but the few times I've interviewed him, he's always been interesting. Um, I just don't think he's getting it done at the level that Michigan fans want. But, you know, let's be real. You guys are down south. You guys know where the players are. <laughs> where they are Um there's only there's only enough players in this area, I guess if you say Midwest to Appalachia, which if you look at from like say Western PA, um, you look at Pennsylvania, you look at Ohio, you look at Western all these states around here going back towards um Indiana and all these other states, right? Michigan and everything else. There's not as many five star players up there, brothers.
3: Yeah,
5: you're um, you're right. just not, not just you're just, just not. Um, there's not enough players up here for there to be, but maybe one Ohio State. And right now, it is Ohio State, <laughs> and it's going to be Ohio State for a very long time to come, unless something ridiculous happens. But.
0: And that's a testament to the the changing of the game. That's why the Big Ten was always a, a, a you know three yards in a cloud of dust because that's what they that's had. what you had to have to play in the weather they play in.
5: Yeah, man, it it, it, it it it's a different it's a different life
0: in comparison to being down south. But
5: that's also too why people have migrated down south because the population has changed. People don't want to shovel snow and. <laughs> be in the cold um trust me I know that's one of the things look that's one thing I enjoyed about covering baseball is because hey I got to go to spring training for four or five weeks and be in Florida in the middle of winter
3: so hey
0: that's not a bad deal right, right.
5: hey I'm just saying like a <laughs> different life and it's really hard you know that, that's why I like baseball struggles up here because it's it's hard to play as often as you need to play. That is indoor facilities and stuff like that. But it's not the same. And that's a a legitimate issue that this area has when it comes to having good college football. Now, but it's also a testament to what Penn State has done. Because Franklin has gotten a lot out of that program, but fans there are mad because they want to be champions. And Michigan... You know, losing the game to Michigan State, a not great Michigan State game, which is good for Mel Tucker. Mm-hmm. You know, gives him some breathing room. That brother, whew, that brother's got a task ahead of him, fixing all that mess up in East Lansing. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Harbaugh doesn't make Now, I don't know his contract structure offhand, and I don't know if that would be a factor, especially since, quite honestly, you know, every school is losing a ton of money. Yeah, you're and right. And that could be an issue. That, that might that might keep them there again. It's I don't hard know. to buy somebody it out when you ain't not got any
0: money to give him. All right.
5: Next well, point. that's what I'm saying. I mean, and typically a school like Michigan buying out a coach wouldn't be a deterrent, but you know, 2020, we're in a pandemic, <laughs> and and too, I mean, they're going to lose. The athletic department is going to lose eighty to ninety million dollars if you know how much they make off those home games. They're not. They don't have pay. yep yeah.
0: it's gonna it's gonna be tough, but. We are looking forward to continuing to pay attention to how Big Ten football navigates the remainder of the year. And we'll be reading about Penn State from Nebias Wilburn. One last question, Tobias. No relation to Michael, right?
5: Yeah, well, actually, it's funny. So Michael <laughs> LeBond and I were actually distantly related. It's a funny, funny story. I don't have a topic but it's a funny story I haven't out. about. Family in a small town in Alabama. And basically they the families broke apart because gotcha. of names last
0: next summer. Yeah, yeah. That, that happens a lot in Alabama, I would know. <laughs> um <laughs> I feel you.
5: Of course the problem is problem is reading really wasn't exactly a big thing, so it's a whole other conversation. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: That's crazy, man. Well, thanks so much for taking time to join us today. We appreciate you.
5: Man, listen, call me anytime, man. I love you guys, man. I'll be good.
0: Thank you. Nabias Wilburn of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. When we come back, it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, and we have got some wild and wacky stuff to talk about. Super excited to get to that. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, brought to you by our friends over at JJ's Barbecue, located on Hatcher Lane in Columbia. Since 1998, they are Columbia's oldest family-owned barbecue restaurant in Mule Town. Make sure to get over there and get there mule town kicker loaded potato because it is delicioso you know what that sounds like lunch it does sound like lunch it sounds like a great lunch we don't even have to make a decision today lunch it is jj's barbecue sponsor of come holla at us yeah come (laughs) hang out with us and uh yeah we'd love to have lunch with you and talk about some crazy news across the country uh across the world actually because the first first thing i want to ask you guys is if if something other than currency could be used as currency, what do you have that would make you like rich? Like what is what is something that you have a lot of that you really that that isn't really valuable? T-shirts. Calories. So, <laughs> fat cells. <laughs> I mean, so I have and I, I, I don't guess they're not valuable. I don't think to a lot of people. But I have like a lot of signed memorabilia from like independent country music artists, or very not not a lot of not a lot of uh, big time folks. Put it that way. Set lists and stuff from folks like Riley Green, and you know that kind of thing. Who? Exactly. Um. So, yeah, that's uh that's kind of my thing. But in Indonesia, there is a school accepting tuition payments in coconuts. Hey. A hospitality college in Indonesia is offering students hard hit by the economic slowdown the chance to pay their tuition in coconuts and other natural materials. Because it's a hospitality college, they can use those things. If you go out and pick it, they can use those things in classes to... Like, harvest coconut oil or whatever. So, that's pretty cool. The barter system still alive and the well. The barter huh? system. And I, I'm a big fan of that as a, uh, you know, libertarian. You guys know. Not a big fan of the central bank stuff. Um, so, here's a question: If you could get paid to do something that you don't normal, or, or or that you do all day long, but you don't get paid to do. What would you like to get paid to do? Sleep. That's what Sarah said. Is sleep. If you could get paid to sleep. It's a family show. Be a food taster. So eat. Eat. Eat sleep. Eat sleep. And I guess the only one left is. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's the only one of the three left.
1: Or or, an honorable mention, um, be a a media observer.
2: Observer. Observer. Observer of the media. Observer of the... Not member of the media, but observer
1: of the media or watch television.
0: Well, you could be a... (laughs) uh, You could be a, a... A pollster. A pollster. Because apparently their stuff is useless. Um, that's you a, just just make stuff up. No, you get paid,
2: I, but I don't think that's a make stuff up. I think that's a garbage in, garbage out kind of deal. Yeah, I, I got I got some real <laughs> thoughts about that, but I'm not getting. You're into right it here today.
0: It is garbage in, garbage out. Cause they, you know, it, it's you can't. People, you, people lie. People lie. You're right. People lie. Anyway, yeah. what if you could get paid nine thousand dollars uh for two weeks of just browsing the internet? Sign me up. Two weeks, nine grand. What am I browsing? I mean... I don't
1: know. There's some things you just can't erase from your memory. There's some dark holes on the internet.
0: Well, so this is just... It it will spend two weeks performing (laughs) online activities such as hunting for memes, watching cute baby animal videos, and researching unusual topics while live streaming the experience on Opera's social media channels.
1: Huh. Kind of like our Wild and Wacky Wednesday?
0: Yes. This would... Can can I get paid for this? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um it's it's not a joke they're hiring a person one person to surf the web and actually get paid for it they're looking for the unpolished truth someone who has the guts to share their online experience with the world i mean
1: are they paying for the internet access
0: that's a great question um hook
1: up a little broadband
0: it can be anything from a funny incident to a dead serious revelation so there you go nine grand two weeks browse the internet
1: <laughs> On a bad couple of weeks, that's a Sarah pretty good set. Fortnite,
0: <laughs> Sarah said, "I do that all day long." Where yeah. do I sign we're, up? We're huh? right, exactly. Where, <laughs> where's my nine grand? Yeah. Oh, and finally, um, this is a this is a, a kind of a. It's not a sad story because it turns out okay. But two kayakers escaped uninjured when they briefly ended up in the mouth of a humpback whale that surfaced beneath them. Whoa. <laughs> Goodness. Julie McSorley and Liz Cottrell said they were kayaking and well watching Monday off the coast of Avila Beach, where the well surfaced from underneath their boat. A video recorded by a witness, because of course, when you see that, you got to take your video out. Don't call anybody. Take out your phone and video, not call 911. Show the women and the kayak in the well's mouth before they all disappeared under the surface of the water. I saw the big pool of fish, the big bait ball come up out of the water. McSorley told KMPH-TV, I saw the whale come up, and I thought, oh, no, it's too close. All of a sudden, I lifted up, and I was in the water. So um, they ended up capsized in the water, and the whale left them behind. Thank God.
1: So the whale did not uh, actually take them in the mouth?
2: It was in the mouth and came out. So was it what the, it when they like open, yeah.
0: when, when the whale came out to opened its mouth, right? Gotcha. Yeah, they were. in They it. capsized and then the whale closed its mouth. Okay. So they, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't really have a question for that. That's just crazy. No, that would be my last <laughs> kayaking, kayaking
2: tri- experience, right there.
0: Hey, you want to go whale watching? Well, as long as we don't go whale surfing, we're good.
2: Whale feeding. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I would probably go kayaking. I just wouldn't go whale watching while kayaking. No,
5: no. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, gonna need a bigger boat.
0: <laughs> there's a, that's a great. You don't know this, but there's a song. Uh, the uh, the guy that did "You Got a Friend in Me." Uh, Paul Newman. Yes, Paul Newman and Brandy Clark. Uh, they actually have a song called "We're Gonna Need a Bigger Boat." <laughs> um, yeah, so we got like five minutes left, but I got one more story because it just popped up on the wire. Five-year-old boy identifies fifty cartoon characters in one minute for a world record. What could you identify fifty of in one minute? Former Atlanta Braves. Former, that's a that's a great one.
1: States of the United States.
0: <laughs> no way in 5 No minutes? way you in 1 minute. In 1 minute, you could not name all of the northeastern states. I I will challenge you. We will do it on Facebook Live after this show. I want to see you do it. 50 uh, states in 1 minute? 50 states 1 minute, but you got to identify them. So he's looking at a picture. Oh,
1: absolutely. Identify them. Oh, I can no do that. No chance. We're yeah. printing the, Okay, no, somebody I, I, I,
0: I think he can.
1: I, ge- nope. Geography's my jam, man.
0: All right, we're going to Facebook Live, <laughs> Twitter, of the day. Gonna
2: it, how are we going to pop up the,
0: the state, the images? Oh, no. We're, we're going to print it out. Okay. Whatever we got to do. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I, I would say country music artists, probably. But that's just. Uh, going back to this, though. New Hampshire, Vermont.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Vermont, I got. That's yeah. easy.
0: Uh-huh. It's the ones on the those. right-hand side of the Northeast that I get yeah. messed
1: up oh. with. Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine. Absolutely. Okay. New York, New Jersey, right. Pennsylvania. Here we go. Which direction do you want to go? I, and can, I can do square? it without the image.
0: Yeah. Between Wyoming and No, Co- the, the oh. image is the is the, the, the kicker, though. Oh, that's easy. Oh, See, that's... I think that's the harder part, is identifying which one's which. Oh, no. Anyway, Wild and wacky Wednesday. We're about to find out. <laughs> Follow us, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports on Facebook, SM underscore TN Sports on Twitter. We would love to have your feedback. You are welcome to call in the show anytime. Tomorrow we will be t- – previewing high school football in our area. We have four games to talk about. Uh, so, Including that Spring Hill-DeKalb County opening
2: round game, we're going to be talking to the radio voice of the DeKalb County Tigers, um, Luke Willoughby. Also, before we get out of here, want to mention state cross-country meet tomorrow and Friday at Sanders Ferry Park up in Hendersonville. Tomorrow morning, you'll have Independence's girls running. You will have Michael Gerhart from Spring Hill and Nate Martinez from Independence running in the boys' state meet. Tomorrow afternoon, you will have Santa Fe's boys running. You will also have Olivia Riggs and Claire Woods from Summertown running in the girls' meet. Friday afternoon, you will have Columbia Academy's girls. You will have Columbia Academy's Connor Henson Connor with an O, and William Craig from Zion Christian running in the boys' meet. So, lots of runners from the area chasing state championships tomorrow and Friday up in Hendersonville. If you get a chance, get up there and check those kids out.
3: The
0: state championship would have to be chasing me if I was running. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 0.0. I don't run. I don't run. (laughs) Uh, But good for you. All right, we got a lot. That Wild and Wacky Wednesday brought to you by JJ's Barbecue over on Hatcher Lane. Come join us. We're going to be there around 12 o'clock today to uh, have lunch. We appreciate you. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond & Joint. Stay cool, Columbia.
2: I'm Maurice Patton, joined by Chris Yao. We are Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, and we are coming to you live weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. with the most in-depth coverage of local high school sports and more. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do.
0: That's right. If you want to hear our takes on the Titans, college football, local college sports, and anything else involving pop culture on Top 5 Tuesday or Wild and Wacky Wednesday, this is your spot. Again, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today from 9 to 11 weekdays on 101.7 FM WKOM.